Which MCU timeline is Ant-Man really in? Welcome back to Nerdist News. I'm Hector Navarro, and today we're going to discuss a fan theory that might just shatter everything we thought we knew about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This changes everything we know about life, evolution, holy Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania ushered in Phase 5 of the MCU and its expanding multiverse saga with the introduction of the time and reality traveling Kang the Conqueror as the big bad. We know Kang is going to be a thorn in the side of the Avengers through the upcoming films and Disney Plus TV series before the story culminates in the next two Avengers films, The Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. But... A fan theory that has been growing online proposes that Kang's secret plans are much more dastardly and much more creative than they appear on the surface. And some of the Avengers might already be caught up in plans within plans they don't even realize. Holy But to discuss this, we're going to have to enter the universe outside of time and space known as the spoiler realm. Because to talk about this speculation and its likelihood, we're going to have to get into what happened at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, along with the end of Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, if you haven't caught up on the latest MCU entry, or don't want to understand what we're about to talk about, then don't drink that ooze. Did you drink the ooze? Why can I understand you? Oh! Great, that's the ooze. Hey, everybody, it worked. Ooze worked. So what is this intriguing fan theory that's been making its way around the internet? Well, mainly that when Scott Lang and his family escape the quantum realm at the end of the film to get back to their normal universe, they don't return to the same universe they left from. Meaning, when we see Scott saunter through San Francisco at the end in a callback to the beginning of the film, he's no longer in the sacred timeline of the MCU that we've been following since Iron Man 1. Worst things have happened, I think we're gonna be fine. Color me up, wait. But how could this happen? Could it just be the result of uncertainties with multiversal travel? Or could it be part of the plan we see being enacted during the credit scenes of Quantumania? There we see the Council of Kangs and a callback to the classic Avengers number 292 panel. On top of that, one famous Kang variant in particular, Immortus, says that it's time to get to work to stop the Avengers who are beginning to touch the multiverse. Maybe Scott Lang was deposited in a different or even a brand new branch of the multiverse by the Council to keep him from contacting his friends in the Avengers. I'm an Avenger. Maybe this ant family have been hidden away in a wonderful recreation of the world they're familiar with to continue living their blissful little lives, never questioning the validity of Quantum Realm Kang's claims that he was the best shot at stopping the more dangerous Council of Kang variants. This theory raises a bunch of questions, like if Scott is the only person from this sacred timeline to be in this alternate universe, are the Hank, Janet, Hope, and Cassie we follow in the film also in this different universe, Or did they each get deposited into different happy timelines, unaware of their artificial surroundings? Listen, we all know the phrase most commonly associated with conquering, after all, and that first word is divide. So, if these heroes popped out of the sacred timeline, are they missing there in Reality 616, as we learned it was called in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Or were our antheroes replaced in that sacred timeline? Scrolls, maybe. Okay, that's too far. Hang on a second before you go swinging those jazz hands around. We got some more information on this theory from Quantumania and Kang Dynasty writer Jeff Loveness thanks to an interview from comicbook.com's Phase Zero podcast. While, of course, Loveness can't comment on whether the theory is true or not, he does call it interesting. He went on to say, it actually is not too far off from some possibilities, but I can't say anything. 
And for now, the only important thing to say is that the multiverse is limitless, and Scott Lang is the person who saved the universe in Endgame, and now he may be the man who f***ed up the multiverse for everyone. He continued, so far things are good. He's back to the life that he thinks he has and loves, but he doesn't have the assurity that he has at the top of the movie. This could just play into the fears that Scott Lang explicitly expresses at the end of the film about how perhaps defeating this Kang the Conqueror was a mistake because this Kang could have been an ally who also wanted to defeat the Council of Kangs. But it's very interesting that Loveness says the words, he's back to the life that he thinks he has. This is a very charged response to the question, Jeff. No, but yeah, okay, all kidding aside, Loveness is most likely just referring to the doubt that Scott hears in his head. And who could blame him? I'd have doubts too. Kang was a pretty convincing guy. But we can help each other with that. So let's check out some of the other evidence for this theory before we get into evidence against it. The biggest supporting evidence actually comes from a different series that was teased in the end credits scene of Quantumania, the Disney Plus series Loki. What? If you'll remember, the end of the first season of that show had something similar happen. After Sylvie kills He Who Remains, the Kang variant that was secretly running the TVA, our hero variant Loki gets spit back out to the Time Variance Authority and hunts down his ally, Mobius. What? But the twist is, Mobius no longer recognizes him. Loki finds himself in another reality, or possibly a reality changed from when he last left it, because of his and Sylvie's actions. Will Loki be able to restore his TVA timeline? Will Mobius remember his friend? And more importantly, get to ride a jet ski? We'll have to wait until Loki season two to find out. It'll be fun though. Yeah, it'll be really fun. The other compelling material we can point to are storylines and ideas that haven't been confirmed, but that fans have been discussing since the announcement that Kang would be the prime villain of this next saga. Namely, how Kang has only made his moves a little more public after the death of Tony Stark Iron Man in Avengers Endgame. That has led fans to postulate that Stark was a hero who had the potential to stop Kang or defeat him. And by waiting for Stark's death, he not only no longer has to face Iron Man, but also that whole Thanos threat to his power has been taken care of as well, just through Kang being patient. Holy Kang could have also been secretly manipulating the odds of taking Thanos out in the Infinity Saga from behind the scenes to ensure that Iron Man ended up dead as well. This could explain why the TVA, which we learned was created and managed by He Who Remains, a Kang variant, would allow the Avengers to do what they did in Avengers Endgame, break the rules and mess with time. Because, as Ravana Renslayer said in Loki Season 1, those events were supposed to happen. Loki from 2012 escaping with a Tesseract was not, and that led to the events of Loki Season 1. And as another hero who retired in an alternate reality, Steve Rogers could have been seen as a threat to Kang's dynasty which is why the TVA allowed Steve to retire peacefully in a universe where he got to be with Peggy Carter and presumably help defend the world from all the threats that Steve was aware of, because that's how my dude Steve would do it. How else could he have come back to the sacred timeline as an old man and brought a not-destroyed shield to hand off to Sam Wilson? How did I get the shield, Bart? How did I get the shield? Sorry, the point is, maybe this is also Kang sending a hero off to a pleasant reality where they won't be in the way anymore. Time travel! Now we can get into why Scott Lang ending up in another reality is not likely to be the case. I read that like Maury Povich. You are not the father. <laughs> That's great. Now we can get into why Scott Lang ending up in another reality is not likely to be the case. 
First off, if it were a dead-on fan theory, we don't think writer Jeff Loveness would have even responded. Maybe we would have gotten a no comment or a more nervous reply, but he seemed pretty chill and collected, so we're betting it's not exactly what happened at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. What the hell happened here? Secondly, going back to the season finale twist for Loki, What? We don't think Quantumania could have pulled essentially the same trick. Or counterpoint, if they were going to, the movie would have been very explicit about it. And we would have seen Scott reach out to a former Avenger friend, possibly Captain America Sam Wilson, just to get back a, do I know you, from Cap. Hey man, what's up Tic Tac? That kind of twist would have been devastating, and then we would know exactly where Scott Lang stands before going into the next Avengers film. Will I be there when the Avengers need me? Absolutely. But thirdly, they already did Scott being trapped in some other place before he gets out and rejoins the Avengers in the last Avengers movie, Endgame. So we can't imagine that's what's being done here again, but instead of the quantum realm, it's a parallel reality. Fourthly, and it's not even our last point, so hang on. Fourthly, if the Council of Kangs had this kind of power to easily divert people into different realities if they visit and come back from the quantum realm, why not just kill these supposed threats? Yes, we know that it's superhero storytelling, and you can't always just have the bad guys murder the good guys, otherwise you wouldn't get to tell any more stories, and also that's not really the point of superhero storytelling, but still, why go through all the trouble of trapping Scott Lang and Fam in an exact perfect duplicate of their reality, with every single major detail being the same, the same friends and family, the same allies and other heroes, except for small details like the coffee is now a different price? Wouldn't the council get those details right too? So they can create a perfect variant of Cassie's mom, but they miss the price of a cup of joe? Come on! No way, Jose! I think it's a good idea, and I'm standby. Fifthly and finally, we've got to bring up the old Occam's razor. The simplest explanation is the most likely. Scott returned to the sacred timeline. Why? Because these movies are for fans of all ages. They're like Star Wars, not a mind-bender like Interstellar. It has to mean something. They need to be able to entertain and be understood by the largest section of the audience as possible, including folks who aren't necessarily in it for the heady sci-fi concepts and kids who are just beginning to watch science fiction movies. This is awesome. Look, all that being said, we're very interested to see what exactly writer Jeff Loveness meant when he said that the theory was not too far off from some possibilities. Perhaps we might see elements of it prove to be true as Phase 5 continues with Loveness also saying that he's treating Kang like the protagonist of the next Avengers film, we're sure to get to see much more of his plans explicitly as he murders Avengers left and right. They all blow together after a while. And the fact that so many interesting theories are thriving proves how much Kang and all his variants are going to alter the fabric of the MCU. What? But in the meantime, what do you folks think? Do you think this theory could be true? What other ways do you think Kang will change the multiverse moving forward? And that's the gambit. Let us know in the comments below. Thank you so much for watching. And for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, stay tuned to Nerdist.com.